ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I am your host Bensom and joining me today as always is Selick. Hey hey. As well as Hugh. Howdy. As we discuss some juicy, juicy Clash of Kings spoilers. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. So gents, we're back. <laughs> Have we all been holding up these, what, when was the last time we recorded? Last year was it? <laughs> Feels like a while man, like, um... I mean, we've been in, lo- we're all, all three of us in Melbourne, uh, Australia, which is the most lockdown city on the planet. Uh, we mm. now have that, uh, you know, very... Pretty sure we got medals. Yeah. Unattractive, yeah, unattractive accolade. So, uh, yeah, mm. we've been doing SFA because we've been stuck inside, but we're finally looking like there's an end of that inside at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. We're one or two weeks away from being able to start to take life back to normal. That's right. We're up mm. to 260 days, I think, of lockdown. Cheese and whiskers. That's yeah. haven't thought about it like that. Hardcore yep. lockdown it's just... too. We're talking like you, you can't go, you can't do anything but go to the supermarket. That's all you're allowed to do. You can't have anyone over. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I know they vary across the world. But hey, uh, obviously that's meant no Kings of War tournaments, or at least no real life ones. So um, exactly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to perhaps around the time that Clash of Kings comes out. Uh, getting back on the table. Hmm. So let's just get into it now. Like the Clash of Kings for the UK has come and gone, and some spoilers have been released uh, as part of that little weekend. Uh, what we th- are going to go is just discuss these items straight up um, before we get into some new things that um, our listeners probably haven't heard of yet. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, effectively, over at the Clash of King UK, up on a TV screen somewhere, they released a couple of images of some heroic artifacts. Um, the first one mm. on that page being the EJ Edge EJ Edge A A Periscope uh, for five points, which is effectively a pretty sneaky, handy. Uh, I think it will be great on a caster, but any infantry or heavy infantry. Uh, individual can use this to increase their height by one when they draw a line of sight so think of like surging sort of units staying safe behind a unit but use the periscope to cast the spell i think it's pretty handy i love the i love the flavor on this item because ej is we think he's a halfling maybe an inventor or something like that based on the halfling unit um so just the idea that like a halfling would need a periscope to look over a hill because they're so short. Mates. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so that was five points, yeah? yeah? Nice cheap item. So that would work. I mean, obviously you're losing out on other items that could go on that hero, but it has its place and I think it could uh, be the cause of some sneaky tricks. Yeah, it's a... I was saying it's a bit of a gotcha item potentially um, because it's not going to be useful a lot of the time. I think if you put this on an infantry or heavy infantry character, you might be trying to set up a gotcha. If you're using it to surge or something like that, 
So like that could be a gotcha in and of itself. Like your opponent, even though it's open information, it's very easy thing to forget. You'd be like, oh, that, that line of sight's blocked. And then lo and behold, they surge into your flank or something. You'd feel pretty bad about that, I think. And similarly, if like a vampire on foot suddenly charged something on the other side of the, the hill that's the same height as them or, or something along those lines, you would feel it, it definitely has the potential for feel bads, even though it's kind of a, it's a cool maneuver could be yeah it could create a bit of negative feeling i mean everybody is going to get gotcha by it once right and then hopefully from that point on they'll remember but still well i think it it'll be sort of um telegraphed for a good while in the game because you've got this hero that you're sort of trying to keep hidden um and so they they're going to be maneuvering it and i think you'll you'll be able to see it coming from a mile away yeah i think hugh you nailed it so it's going to be a bit of a gotcha at the start whether it's telegraphed or not, but once you get burnt by it, you'll start to look for the EJ periscope in everyone's list. You'll be asking yeah, at the start of every game and then every turn. That's it. What, what uh, were some of the other ones? Uh, it looks like the return of the Amulet of the Fireheart for 10 points. Uh, those who remember, it's basically an amulet that allows you to cast two spells that are different. Yeah, this thing, this is a good one. I think it's a good fun item. Like if you've got lightning and fireball, two shots off. Pretty yeah. good. Just generically useful. There's a lot of th- different things you could do. You could surge and then heal. You could, uh, you know, do a bane chant and then a uh, mind fog. Who knows? Any any number of different things. But just the fact that you have this in your toolkit, um, almost all casters, not all casters, but the vast majority of casters that have a variety of spells to choose from, it increases your desire to actually take a few different options instead of just saying, all right, I'm going to be super lean and take lightning bolt and just cast lightning bolt all game or something like Mm -hmm. encouraging casters to be a bit more flexible i think is just a fun thing yep Mm -hmm. the classic combo of the surge and bane chant like it's it is beautiful for 10 points Mm. what else is there there's another item looks like it's making a return but slightly amended dark lord's onyx ring uh Mm. so the dark lord is such an edgy dark character that he needed even his ring is onyx colored you know (laughs) He's, he's hella dark um, and it's 10 points and it gives you a four plus regen once per game. I'll just remind everyone that these are heroic artifacts. So these just go on heroes. On heroes. Yeah. Yep. So like you couldn't put the periscope on a, on a big infantry elite unit and charge it over a hill or something. This is just heroes. So uh, back to the Onyx ring, a four plus regen once per game and must be used the first time the unit has taken damage at the beginning of the turn. So that weakens it significantly. So mm. you can't you can't put it on your bone dragon lord or something and just wait till he's on like 10, 15 wounds and then do a massive regen, in which case you get for ten points you're regening like seven or eight damage. Like that's the ideal scenario. I think this is like a really back and forthy kind of item, right? Like a lot of the time it's gonna regen like one or zero damage, especially if mm-hmm. your opponent just sees it and they just plink it with like their Regiment of Archers or something. Yeah. Lightning Bolt, do one damage. That's it, that's it. Oh, but then um, every now and again, it'll it'll give you like four or five health back and you'll feel like it's the best 10 points you ever spent. So, yeah. It's worth noting here that this one here can only be used on individuals as well. So no big monsters. Yeah, good mm. point, good point. Most individuals don't have super high uh, nerve. Mm. The only way that I can see this being valuable personally is on a melee character 
that you're just zooming into a combat knowing that you're going to get counter charged where you will take say eight wounds yeah. and therefore you can actually get some back it's absolutely pointless for me uh against the unit like a caster for example that's just going to be sitting back or anyone that you're going to be using some more tactical plays because all you're going to do is get a bit of plink damage take one one maybe two wounds and you might get one wound back you may as well just spend five points and get the healing item to counter that so like if you go in with the character expecting to be counter charged you take your damage you're still going to take that nerve check mm-hmm. because this region's not happening until this the beginning of the next turn that's right yeah yeah dangerous, so you, dangerous you may play. just get rolled over anyway this this one periscope and then the next one that we're about to get to i think it gives your individuals on foot a bit more bit more love i could see this being really useful on like a vampire on foot or someone who you can't or like a berserker lord on foot from from uh, northern alliance or one of the other factions that have access to that kind of thing it it definitely has its place in in those kinds of lists i think i mean imagine this on a vampire lord on foot 10 points um you're keeping him pretty cheap and nasty as opposed to putting him on a pegasus or a horse or something which is usually the more attractive option but you're taking him a little cheaper. He's got um, Life Leech too. So you go in, do a bit of damage to a regiment or something. They charge you back. As you say, Selick, you take, you know, three to six wounds or something, which should should still hold. Then you regen a bunch back and uh, hit back with Life Leech again. And all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, happy as Larry. Um, Mint, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit niche. But in that niche, mm. I think it could be really spicy. Yeah, Berserker mm. Lord for the Dwarves on a Brock would be good so still individual still can take it takes him up to 120 points um quite fast comes in really high nerve dash 16 yeah could be really handy on that sort of unit that's it agreed so the next one is a a pretty interesting one actually and it's called the gnome glass shield for 10 Mm, points interesting once again can only be used on those individuals and it gives plus two armor to a maximum of six but immediately after the unit suffers damage, dot, 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 because that's where the sort of image cuts off here. Um, but I'm assuming here that for 10 points that it's sort of like a one use only has to be used at the first uh, sort of damage taken. But what do we think of this one, fellas? So plus two armor, I presume, means plus two defense. Defense. Defense, yes. yes. Um, that might be a bit of a translation situation, but... Yeah, so it has to be an individual and it has to be quite a tough character because you have to take damage and then you get the boost. Presumably Again, from those that point on. Again, Berserker um, Lords, which usually have Defense 4, yeah. that would be pretty good. Mm. I'd probably prefer this to the Dark Lord Onyx Ring. Now, I feel like we're missing out on something here because just reading what we've got there gives the unit plus two armor to a max of six, so it just boosts their armor. Boosts the defense. But mm-hmm. immediately after the unit suffers damage, I'm assuming that it breaks because it's a glass yeah. shield. And it's only 10 points, right? So, And then maybe it drops the defense down by one. I would think it would just revert back. Otherwise, it would just be too hard to keep track of. Yeah, yeah that's true. But even 10 points for a starting off with defense six. And I think that's okay because def- if you do put it on a defense four character to boost it to six, then it's pretty good chance as long as they're not getting hit by something that's piercing whatever because you've got the individual maybe some cover and then that defense six it could actually prevent all damage from coming through it's definitely a deterrent i like it on like an assassin kind of character as well i'm thinking 
I'm thinking a uh, Master Scurrier, aka Ratkin <laughs> Assassin Lord, because they're D4. I think you don't really want to be D3 because if you go to five, no. like you're just going to take a wound and lose it. But when he's that that friendo is stealthy and uh, stealthy and individual. individual, so it kind of makes him. He was already close to immune to ranged attacks, and that like who's shooting him at then? Like it's a, mm. it's a pretty decent deterrent. But I think in most cases, to be honest, this is pretty garbage. Like, if I was the opponent, I'd just shoot him anyway. I mean, you could try, because like when I'm in a game and there's a defense six individual zipping about, I don't waste shots on it, because I'm not going to take it out. Yeah, maybe you're right, actually. And then you're pretty disincentivized to charge them, too, because... You might go in with your twenty attack unit hit ten times, but there's still defense like, six for that mm-hmm, round. It's defense six. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even if it does break, but you save yourself a handful of wounds, you, you've definitely made your, your your value back there. Hmm. I think I for think ten it's points, decent. it's decent. Um, yeah. Particularly on those berserker units, if you can get a berserker unit up to defense six, and still manage to get that first charge off and be defense six for a whole round of counter charge, I think that's. That's pretty powerful. Definitely ask hard mm, questions of your opponents. Mm. Mm. But yeah, D4 characters are the sweet spot for it. Definitely. Yep. Okay, so next on the list here, we've got the Wingbane Cloak for 10 points. So it basically gives your individual ensnare against flies. Uh, but if you're a little fella flies, you can't take it because I guess it's uh, anti-fly. Yeah, this isn't individual only. This is It's heroes only, but it's not individual only, right? So Ah, heroes only, is it? You could be on okay, a... Okay, well, there you go. You could be on so a, you, mount, a monstrous mount or something like that. or yeah. As long as it doesn't fly. As long as it doesn't fly. Because that would go against the name, which is pretty good, I guess. Like, it's, it's a bit more niche in this respect because your opponent has to take a flyer. Yeah. The the thing is, though, right, is that you've got to, A, be quick enough to charge a flyer to be able to do it. So a guy on a horse, that that's it. And, or, obviously, be so attractive that a flyer wants to charge you. And as soon as yeah. they know that you've got ensnare, nobody's charging you, right? So, Unless you're a wizard or something, because that's a good target for flyers, because you can usually take mm. him out with one round. Yeah, ensnare against Cav would be a lot better, but I actually quite like this item. I think some... Um, some characters that are mounted. In fact, your your mounted sort of hero level character got a lot of spicy options here, like a lot of extra things that, that are cheap. Mm. That I mean, it's 10 points, right? Like if it doesn't do anything, it's not the end of the world. But the chance to charge a dragon, do one damage to it, um, and then force it to be on the ground and then have to charge you, like that's already a thing that a lot of like good players do is have this uh, like these kind of anti big flyer kinds of units and to have mm. that on and an individual on horseback is ideal for it as you say because they're mm. fast enough to get there and they've got the 360 degree charge but to then force your opponent into a spot where they have to charge back and you've got ensnare i'm thinking like a like a white lord friend um from undead might be nice on this because uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of a decent unit in their own right already and you want to keep them cheap. Chucking them on a horse and, you know, because Undead don't have a lot of flyer defense uh, other than Surge being completely OP. <laughs> <And> Surge, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. It's niche, but it has its uses. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else is next? 
All right. Well, the crown of the Wizard King for 15 points gives you a plus six inch range on targeting spells, but only friendly targeting. So if you're targeting a, a unit on in your army, then you get plus six inch range. So this is surge and heal and one or two other niche situations, basically. Bane Charm mm. as well, of course. It's okay if you've got a wizard with plenty of spells because otherwise you usually have them in position. I mean, I don't know if about you guys, but I find my wizards have enough range normally. It's just all about the manoeuvring. Yeah, it's quite niche, isn't it? Like if you were only using one caster, maybe like trying to budget your uh, hero choices, maybe. But, but I, I think the you... if you got one caster, that's um, the staff to give you a reroll. Mist is usually the way mm. to go. Or casting twice, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's an. I'm not sure I would ever take it, but no. I think five because points. I would take it too much. Um, I think ten points maybe might be the sweet spot. But so hmm. the next next two items that we'll sort of talk about were the the big mystery, the Easter eggs off the Clash of Kings UK sort of leaks, and that mm-hmm. is the giant or oh, axe of the giant slayer. And the Scythe of the Harvester. So mm. the Giant Slayer gives Slayer D3. And the Scythe mm. gives you Rampage D3. Now this sounds great. Until you realise that nobody actually understands what Slayer D3 and Rampage D3 is. Mm. So mm. a part of our spies going into Mantic HQ. They sort of investigated this for us. And Slayer is actually... Plus D3 attacks for Slayer D3. So it's D3 extra attacks versus large infantry. So the the monstrous infantry, the giant big cav, as well Mm -hmm. as monsters and titans, etc. So So basically everyone not uh, infantry or heavy infantry or or cavalry. Yeah. Yeah. So which is sort of like the flip side of what Rampage is. It, that also gives you extra attacks of the D3 in the Scythe, for example, against uh, your infantry, your heavy infantry, and cav. So it's just uh-huh. giving you extra attacks. Right, so it's almost size 3 and up and down, but yeah. then cav is kind of a weird exception. So cav counts as smaller. But it's yeah, probably easier yeah. to think of it as, um, you know, monstrous things versus human-sized things. Yeah, that's it. So, and it's also important to note here that these, the axe and the scythe, can only be taken on individuals. So, anyone that's having wild fantasies about charging into the flank and having an extra d3 times by two attacks, uh, only individuals. So, sorry, guys. Right, right, right. It's okay. Um, mm, because I was just thinking the characters with blast, but no, they're they usually mm-hmm. unique heroes so you can't give it to them either we don't know how many yeah. points these items are do we oh no no we do they're 15 points these ones both of them ah 15 okay. points. okay cool hmm. yes yeah, that's pretty good i think the combat guys would be happy with that yeah if you've already got a decent amount of crushing um and you're planning to remain an individual um mm. again i keep for some reason coming back to like a vampire lord i guess because they're like a generic like strong tough kind of individual guy but yeah anyone that has a decent amount of crushing already getting a few extra attacks between one and three for 15 points Mm. Hmm. if if they have duelist it makes it even better yeah if they already have duelist absolutely yeah that that um that gets pretty scary for sure so obviously the uh, only the scythe would work with that because 
can't <laughs> use the uh, Slayer on the big guys. Yeah, or the good point. Big guys. Good point. Mm. Well, good news then, because we have some more spoilers. Now, I don't know how you got access to it. Like, what network did you use to find this information, Selick? Well, we had to hire some highly trained uh, spies. Scurriers? Uh, in the UK. Probably? That probably nah, scurries. I wouldn't trust them. Um, so they did do some uh, some recon. There was apparently <laughs> lasers in the UK, at the Mantic HQ, uh, and many uh-huh. guard dogs. Uh, that's right. just that's just what they're reporting back to me. Anyway, okay. they had to take some spy cameras. That you know the whole deal, um, and they've managed <laughs> to get us a couple of small images that we can only talk about. We can't show the images, unfortunately. So you'll have to trust us here. Hmm. But we are getting our information from Scurriers, so take that with a grain of salt. Indeed, yeah, that's right. But they did come back with some very spicy information. We've got um, a formation and a couple of different unit changes for three different armies here. Um, yep. And it's almost like our favourite armies, basically. They're basically our favourite armies. We didn't get any goblin love. Uh, the Scurriers no. uh, deliberately or possibly accidentally left the that jerks. behind. Um, sure, I'm sure it was all accident. Definitely by accident, yes, yes. <laughs> but we did get some uh, Abyssal Dwarf love, some uh, mm. Ratkin love, and some Elf love, which is awesome. Mm. All right, so how about we just go through each army instead of making it confusing? Uh, there isn't as much information by the from the Abyssal Dwarfs. I guess that was because of the uh, Scurrier bias, because everyone else seems to have a bit more info. But anyway, I'll take what I'm given. So first up, the Abyssal Halfbreeds. They look pretty standard, but they've got a slight increase in that they will be getting Fury, mm. which I think will help them pretty much all the time. Um, I find that they do get wavered and then they die because you can't fight back. Yeah, this is an awesome upgrade for Halfbreeds because they're often in that kind of flanking unit v unit situation they're fast Mm. and they hit hard so how Mm. often are you going to get in the spot where you charge do a bunch of damage don't don't uh destroy something or you do destroy something and then you're able to be charged back either or uh and you get wavered because they're only 14 16 nerve on the regiment yeah so 14 and only defense four it's very likely that you'll get wavered and if you're wavered you might as well be dead i think you you'll get a Mm -hmm. bit of regen but you'll get hit again and you'll die while there's Fury on regen units, as we know with trolls who take that item quite frequently and stuff, mm-hmm. is really, really good because you do the hit, they hit you back, uh, waver you, you go, oh, I don't care, I'm going to regen back a bunch of stuff, get to hit you again with all my quite damaging attacks, like auto wound, like everything else in Abyssal Dwarves, because that's totally fair. <laughs> and then I'll take the unit out. And then if that happens on a flank or something, they might find themselves free. And then they've got another turn or two to regen back to that regen damage that. again and then yep. you then you're uh yeah then you're really miffed if you're Fight an opponent at that point i think so the difference between fury and not fury could really change that unit i think mm. and it's not something that you want to put on them as an item because other things are pretty juicy with it like i find you either want to put the pathfinder or sort of compound their auto hit attacks um mm. but they're I mean, they're not. Ch- it's not a cheap unit. So mm. two hundred points in, in the regiment. On there. Yeah. So you're looking at two twenty, yeah. two thirty with an item. Yeah, and mm. you do not want your two hundred thirty point flanking super cavalry, awesome regiment to just get wavered and then killed. So this uh, this is some great insurance for it's them. Great. 
now they're like super uh, hyper reliable on like virtually every facet of the game, just like other Abyssal <laughs> units. Awesome. Or you could just shoot them and then they die, whatever. Um, <laughs> next, we have the Taskmaster on Chariot. Now, this is a unit I don't take very often because I didn't think it was all that good. Uh, but now, he has also gotten a buff. Uh, the melee has gone from 4 plus to 3 plus, so he hits a bit better with his amazing, what, 3 attacks. Um, and you don't have to pay for the rallying upgrade, so the rallying one slave-only rule, now it's free. It's built in, which is how it should As be. As it think. should be. That's the fluff of the unit. Like, as if it doesn't have rallying slave, if, if the... The whole point of it is to be a slave taskmaster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually so that's... played against yep. a taskmaster on a chariot uh, this week uh, in a Kings of War game. And oh, I he's was, got five attacks, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was very underwhelmed by the the four-plus attacks, um, so just mm. didn't, didn't feel any threat from it. Now, however, converting a little bit more with three-pluses, a little bit more cost-effective with a free rallying one effectively... Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's more of a viable target if that's how you want to go with your Abyssal Doors. Point. So I wonder yeah. if this also cascades into the Ratkin Slaves because they've also got a Taskmaster on a chariot. You would assume so, the way that Mantic sort of works their changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure it would. Mm. Like, There's no reason to have two different versions of this, I would think. Um, yep. And then you've also got the Hellfane, right? Yes, that's it. So... This is one that's going to be in my cart. I've been wanting to buy this for a while now, but this just sort of compounds it. So he, he the big old, uh, what do I call it? The Rock Donkey. He drops from 280 points to 265 and gains the Rampage D6 special rule. So makes him a whole lot better in combat. Yeah, D6 extra attacks against infantry. Wow. I mean, you're always going to be putting that upgrade on him to give it inspiring Um so really, it's 290 points, but still better than 305. Yeah. yeah, you do not want him in your flank, do you? 15 points is a fairly significant change in Kings of War for a game that's like most of its units are so closely balanced. I think that's enough to attract people to it. And like when you think of how many attacks it has, so it's got nine and then you've got an extra D6. So he's 10 to 15 attacks against infantry Ooh. at mm. melee three, crushing two, thunderous two with vicious. Ouch. Sorry, it's no. Forget all that. It's auto wound, just like all chaos things. <laughs> it's it's yeah. auto wound. Yeah. So, so instead of nine auto wound attacks, instead of nine, 10, yeah, to 15. ten to fifteen. That's that's a huge upgrade for cheaper. Hello, yeah, we'll be seeing them hit the table for sure. I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, I'll order one of them today. And if anyone, good job, Mantic. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> they did what they did what they intended there. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, I haven't buffed it into the stratosphere. Probably not. Like, um, there's enough of the good stuff in the list. But if you were hoping mm. for some Chaos Dwarf nerfs, uh, at least in this um, in this spicy spoiler, we don't have any Chaos Dwarf I don't think anyone's nerfs. getting nerfs. I think it's been discussed previously. They want to buff the things that haven't been performing well. Well, yeah, that's, everything that's what I was going to say. Kyle like focused on, uh, as he said to us before, they're focusing on buffs rather than nerfs. There might be some nerfs in the book. We don't know that there's definitely not. But at least uh, the, the main focus will be buffing the weaker units and bringing them all up into line and honestly but mm. like it might be easy as a player who's been oppressed by auto wounding chaos dwarfs or abyssal dwarfs for quite a long time that you might think this is 
it's just horrible to buff them. But I actually don't think that really matters because it just means that you'll get more variety when you play against that army. Because Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's only buffing the units that you never see. Uh, so it's not like we're making their best units better. Uh, it's just, you know, buffing those units you see more more rarely so yeah the, the extra variety is nice even, even though a nerf would it's be nice as well the extra variety is really cool hmm. Hmm. Uh, shall we go on to the other armies before we tackle yeah, the formation I think so okay so uh, Hugh we've heard you speak enough <laughs> but we can jump into the elves Ellie. you want to go and cover your army yeah terrific so very tasty juicy elf changes here were captured for us uh, so the elves, the, it's all sinewy, so there's it not is. much juice at all. Oh, no, what I'm talking not about. much. Very, <laughs> very weathered. So the first change is with the elven archmage. Uh, so they are bumping up from a spellcaster tier from a two to a three, which should be good uh, based on everything that Kyle's told us, how they're sort of changing the spellcaster to actually mean mm-hmm. something. The other change that the archmage has got is that they can now have surge eight for 30 points. So no longer do they have to wait um, for another unit to come in and surge some of the trees, um, they can start to surge them for a pretty hefty So they hefty didn't have surge points. at all? No, they didn't have surge at all. Okay, and is it just the trees that they can do yep. that with? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I like that the, they've gone up a tier because that just feels correct. They're an archmage. They're not a mage. There's only archway hovering kind of characters available in the elf list, but I don't know who looked at the elf list. As much as surge, I think fits nicely because you know let's just have every army have surge awesome um but the, the, the thing that that strikes me as bizarre about oh, this change it's the sodium not not the not the tier three change which is great but who looked at the elf list and go i know what elf needs more spells available on their know, right? <laughs> well i guess like yeah i mean you've got 15 spells that the elves can take already but mm-hmm. i think like now you can take trees without having to take the big boy that's it so which is a, a nice little segue into the next big change. And I love this change. So we already know that the Kindred Glade Stalkers are one of that sort of unit that rarely got taken. Um, now they get shamble, is that it? No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Uh, but this one here, <laughs> like the Sylvan Kin and the Twilight Kin, so their little flavor change is that they are no longer a regular mm-hmm. and they now go from a melee 4 plus down to a melee 3 plus, which is their little flavor. And their unit strength uh, is one and three, respectively. Uh, their attacks also go up from eight, ten to ten, twelve for the troops okay. uh, and regiments. So they get a few more attacks. They hit more regularly in melee, and they're no longer irregular. So we might actually start to see the kindred glade stalkers be taken. Yeah, that's not so much a buff as it's a massive rework. <laughs> like they've stayed the yeah. same points. They've got more attacks that hit more often. And not a regular anymore. That's that's a huge, huge update. I mean, I don't think they were a regular since the latest yeah, update. Yeah. But still, like, two extra attacks for both of those things, and now they're no pushover in combat. Mm. Yeah, it uh, emphasizes their kind of supposed hybrid role of being a um, ranged attacker that also does some decent damage uh, up close as well. Yeah, and I like it. Unit strength three for the regiment. So I think mostly regiments, yeah, because that's a big unit strength to sort of hold a corner. Yeah, it's it's a tasty change. I th- I could see both troops and regiments being valuable here with the attack changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're definitely a viable unit now. Where historically, I always thought they were good. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought they were okay. Um, the troops... Just because in the elf lifts, they were the, the ones with the range four, like the archers mm. had range five. That's true, but yep. they're, they're probably more mainly useful in the troops, but I think this makes the regiment a lot more attractive than it was before. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yep. And the change that everyone has been asking on the forums <laughs> everywhere mm. about the kindred archers, I don't know how many posts I've seen about... They're meant to be the best archers in the game. Why are they hitting on 5+. plus? Well, Mantic has listened. They have amended the range back to 4+. plus. However, we have sacrificed a defense down to 3+. plus. That said, points are now going back up. They've had a bit of a roller coaster of point adjustments here. So troops, 105. Regiments, 140. Hordes, 245. Uh, what do we think? Um, now, most of those posts were from you, weren't they, complaining about the archers? <laughs> uh, caveat, <laughs> under different aliases. Right. You've got many accounts. You're one of the only elf yeah. players I ever came across that didn't complain much about this, actually. So, so like, ironically, I thought you, you didn't mind. Like, I'm sure No, no, he winched. Like, listen back to the other episodes. Oh, man, what a whincher. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. But, yeah, it, it makes more fluff sense. I, I think it's... Yeah, I, I don't want to yeah. see oppressive elf gun lines, but with D three, um, they're a little bit easier mm. to get through. I know I've <laughs> I've charged them with some poxy ratkin cavalry against the game in Select not that long ago, <laughs> and just bounced and got charged back and killed, which was embarrassing. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, at least that won't happen. But then again, they'll Do probably they get shot off in the first elite? place. What was that? Do they still retain elite? Yes, mm, uh, for can. ranged only. Yeah. 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 Well, a horde or two 20 attacks on a fours with elite is mm. pretty good. I mean, you don't have the piercing, but still, that's a lot of incoming attacks. There's got to be someone out there that's miffed that they've done a bunch of modeling fiddle faddlery to turn their horde into two regiments, and now they're like, oh man, now I want it to be a horde again. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you model them as troops and regiments so you can make all the different formations. But uh, I think the price points that they've got on them. Um, the RC has really nailed it here. So 245 is still that price point where you're like, Ooh, it's hefty. That's a that's a big unit, a uh, big price tag for a unit that's now easy to shut down, as you said, with a defense three. The damage output, even at four plus, is, is good, it's solid, but is it 245 points solid, uh, vanilla? So I think they've sort of nailed it, and I think people that really wanted to run them again will. But mm-hmm. the really gamey sort of people will sort of look at that 245 price point and probably go against them. So nailed mm-hmm. it, I think. And the last bit of juicy elf news that we have is for the Stormwind Cavalry. Um, so this one here is... Oh, I actually love this one. So this is you can upgrade one unit of the cav into Quicksilver Lancers uh, only okay. in the regiment. They gain Nimble, which is amazing on a Speed 9 unit. They increase the unit's waiver and the route up by one for 25 points as an upgrade. 15, 17. Defense 5, speed 9, nimble. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, once you bolt the caterpillar onto them, that's a pretty expensive cavalry unit, but man, is it... It's, it's but effective. can you? Can you bolt the thing on because it makes them unique? Oh, you can't. Okay, never mind. You'll never take it then. <laughs> but they're nimble you can get around stuff yeah okay you'll take it as your second or third unit of storm and cavalry if you're going really deep on storm and cavalry i guess and it's 25 points extra so it puts it what 240 
Mm. It's only five points extra, actually, because they always have the potion of the caterpillar. Okay, right. <laughs> sure. So you're switching uh, Pathfinder for Nimble for five points mm-hmm. and getting um, getting one extra nerve into the bargain. 14-16 always felt like I was getting wavered before they charged. They made a really juicy target to shoot at because they hit like a truck, mm. um, but you can waver them quite easy. So even mm. even though, it, as Hugh said, it's just a plus one, uh, it, I think it will really matter and they'll actually get more charges off, uh, particularly now with Nimble. Um, you've got to sort of generally navigate around giant big hordes of um, other units, etc. So I think this will be a really tasty sort of unit. And if you can start to use some tactics around blocking them from hitting terrain etc i think they'll uh go really really well yeah you're good at that too mm-hmm. making sure that things don't hit terrain you're right if you're a if you're a smart player you should get more out of this unit than one with a potion of the caterpillar i would think because you know it, you if you just play around terrain I, I joke about it all the time being attached to every cavalry unit but it does turn of turn them into easy mode but if you play smart and you just don't get hindered then um then yeah you're right like this is clearly the better option because nimble is awesome like nimble is so mm-hmm. good it really Love gets it. you into spots like you might even charge a uh say like a monstra monstrous infantry character or something like that and like not kill it or something some situation like that arises and then all of a sudden you can back off one rotate move rotate again and you're charging something completely different it gives you all kinds of options that you can't necessarily plan super well for but sometimes you find yourself in the spot and if this unit suddenly hits you know a rear or a flank where a non-nimble unit wouldn't have been able to you're going to feel like a genius Hmm. all right and true to the scurrying natures of the ratkin we have some ratkin updates and yes you your army gets the most out of all the things that were stolen from mantic yeah well it stands to reason i think mantic have got their priorities straight i appreciate it Mm. Uh, as have the scurrier team that we sent in i suppose we've got to find a new spy network i think (laughs) all right how about you run us through the updates uh well you got the death engine impaler which gets a nice Mm -hmm. little buff um it has that's something that we don't see very often yeah i actually use it from time to time um but i have had a lot of mixed success with it in fact Mostly, I think it's been a bit on the weak side for me. I really was excited when, uh, in this latest edition, when the Ratkin got the Impaler, got a bit of buffs then because it was kind of mm-hmm. even worse before. But 180 points, um, it's like a monster chariot kind of thing. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. that it is it, it is exactly a monster chariot. <laughs> but, <laughs> it is a monster chariot. Yep. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. It hits. It can hit pretty hard, but it's got this erratic d6 plus 7 attacks which only hit on a 4 plus so what i find often happens is you roll a one or a two on that extra number of attacks and then you're swinging in with your like eight or nine four plus to hit attacks and it it's almost a chaos dwarf it has crushed two and vicious so it almost auto wounds abyssal dwarf. it's not it's yep. an abyssal dwarf it's not quite <laughs> crushed three but still it's it wounds it wounds really well, but the problem is it just can't hit sometimes. And I've very frequently gone in hoping to do a bunch of damage and done like two wounds because I just whiffed the attack roll. But what about now? So the buff really helps that um, in two ways. 
One, I get Wild Charge D3, which when you've got uh-huh. speed, eight speed 8 is great. Like that, all of a sudden you're threatening cavalry and there's very few 17 to 20 units yep. <laughs> in the roster that can do that. So, yeah, you actually even threaten 17, 17 to 19. 17 so. to 19. Yeah, you don't quite threaten flyers, but almost, but you definitely threaten cavalry. Um, and you certainly make flyers think about it. They've only got one inch of leeway there. And then mm. uh, you also get Rampage D6, which helps a lot against infantry and I think is really spicy for a chariot type unit. So then you're getting seven plus two D6 attacks against infantry, which is still really random, yeah. but it obviously means that you're far, far less likely to just roll that one and whiff, which happens quite often in my experience. This this means if it's going into infantry, and it is like a big spiky death wagon kind of thing, that so it should mulch infantry. So I think it's uh, both flavorful and cool and fun like the the wild charge any I think, flank charges it wins <laughs> against yeah. an infantry oh absolutely also worth flank pointing out here terrifying <laughs> as you've sort of mentioned that wild charge d3 sort of gets them into that uh cav threatening range and rampage still works on on cav as well so it does it right. can actually okay. be a cav killer more so than uh, an wow. infantry killer yeah that's a good point it's pretty nasty against against cav now while as before especially if they had speed nine or ten uh, they could kind of outpace it um, and put it in a difficult spot, especially since it's got like a it's a weird it's got a weird base and I've many times had like flyers threaten it from twenty away. Um, yeah, now it uh, can reach out. Ratkin did struggle sometimes against armies that have a lot of like heavy cabin flyers because they don't have a lot of effective answers, and I think that suddenly gives this unit a niche. It's a it's a good answer against cavalry, and you know if you. <laughs> It's now so scary on the flank against infantry that you just can't ignore it anymore. Like it's it's for 180. It's, it's points, a good range. Like it's, it's sometimes you're gonna miss that it can move almost halfway across the board, like a third across the board, on f- to hit a flank. That's it. And I like the fluff. Like and it's then, got little yeah. rats running along inside, or it's getting pulled by the big brute thing. Nightmare like, thing. It might yeah. just be like Wah! and just like have a bit of a surge of speed. It's a bit erratic. I like that. Nine to nineteen attacks. Yeah, it's, it's mm, now probably yeah. the, one of the most <laughs> random units in the game, which I also like. That's good. Like, that, feels, that feels perfect for Ratkin. So big fan of that change. I think I'll be taking that in a lot more lists now. I already took it occasionally, and now I think I'll take it a bit more. Mm. Uh, what else you got? Scurriers brought back some information about Scurriers. Um, of course. Um, Why is this handwritten? It looks like they've scrubbed it out. And... <laughs> it says right. Scurriers are jerks. It says Scurriers are no, now free. Okay. No. <laughs> Um, so scurriers have gone to melee three plus so this is a pretty small change really because they've got eight eight slash ten attacks for troop versus regiment so you know they're they're going from four or five hits to like you know five or six hits it's it's not it's not a lot uh they've also got crushing nothing so yeah they're vicious they're vicious they are vicious. They're vicious little bastards. Why are, Why do they not have stealth yet? I don't know. They, they don't have stealth, but they do have uh, Duelist, which is weird. So they're, they're still a super weird Which never unit. works. So they've got Duelist, Scout, Vicious. Yeah. Um, they're, they're definitely scarier to, like, wizards and stuff. Flank. I mean, they're speed six. Like, they, yeah. They're, they're, they're not nimble, though. They're not nimble, no. I guess they're trying to go for wizards or something on the flank, like they're scouting forward. But your opponent has to be a pelican to let you charge <laughs> like, with a unit against an in- individual character. How often do you get to pull that off? Um, 
Yeah, and they still have yeah, exactly the same problem yeah. of being a very... So, a regiment, they're 155 points. Uh, so, the, <laughs> this is 25 points less than that, like, killer death engine thing that we just described. And they're a 13-15 Defence 3 infantry unit that will just get... That will still die from a stiff breeze. So, like, <laughs> to my mind, they're still terrible, but clearly some playtesters have had a bit of love, a bit of luck for them. And I, I do like... The general change, which is similar to Kindred Archers in the sense that they're kind of a mixed range and melee unit. It's just that mm. the Kindred Archers like are quite good and Scurriers are quite bad. That's sort of the main <laughs> I mean, difference. Sh- yeah. The range is six inches, so 18 to 24. They don't have elite, but I mean, these are vicious, but you have to get closer. Yeah. Mm. They're also a 155 point unit with 10 attacks with no crushing or piercing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a step in the right direction for the Scurriers, though. It is indeed. It is a buff. I won't lie. And I probably will chuck them on the table a bit and just see if I can make it work. I mean, it, try to, try to threaten my opponent's it, individual. It is a buff. Yeah. I guess it's not, it's not a nerf. Yeah. It's not a nerf. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, okay. Well done, Scurriers. Uh, they still rate themselves, clearly, because what they needed more than anything was of a point they drop, do. but they, like, couldn't, they couldn't take that in their pride, so they, they got extra melee instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Am I still reading them, or do you guys want to? Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's your army. You go for it. Yeah. Okay. Shredders then. Shredders. Because uh... otherwise, we we can just end it there and move on to the. No, forge. no, no. There's heaps more good wrapping <laughs> stuff. Forget of everything else. Right. Um, shredders uh, have moved to attacks four, which is so it's from three to four, which is nice. Extra attack. The blast D three, piercing yeah. one. Piercing one. Yeah. And shattering. They were the worst. Um, the worst sort of catapult style unit in the game before by like a, quite a small margin but just statistically like i did a bit of bit of playing around well, if the more pups couldn't shoot the their own goblins the more pups would be the worst true but that's what they're mainly for right is they give you that that cool yeah. buff on the gobos and stuff well this mm. doesn't have a alternative fire mode so they were statistically the worst they still weren't terrible like they're okay for 90 points but they they compare quite poorly to both weapon teams and um, claw shots, which are right around the same points in the same kind of spot. So uh, an extra attack just means that they're about comparable to claw shots now instead of being like just really noticeably worse and an unlock. So, mm. yeah, they were kind of awful before, but I think four attacks is enough that taking two of them in the occasional game where you've got a few spare unlocks uh, is right. I think it puts them in the right yep. spot that they should have been in before. And then you'll have those games where they just spike and hit all four and then they'll blast and then you'll be doing 15 damage. That's right. Every <laughs> now and again, that'll happen. They have a lot more potential to just explode with a lucky roll, yeah. But that's very yeah. Ratkin in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, Ramshackle. They needed something because they just were slightly, not much, just very slightly worse than like, you know, every other catapult equivalent uh, before. So that, that stands to reason. I'm uh, not excited yeah. about the change, but I think it's nice. It probably it probably will get me to if especially if they release a shredder. They haven't got one, right? The official model for the shredder. I'll I'll pick one uh, up if I they release one. I think I've seen Oh, maybe I'm making things up. I thought I saw images of a shredder. Wasn't a death engine, was it? That could be my No, I'm pretty sure it was like a weapon team type. Yeah, I'll I'll probably pick one up th- if if uh, if they release one because I like their their model range. It's cool. All right. Um Nightmares is last, uh, pretty small, uh, no, second last actually. Little no, you've still got more. <laughs> small change, uh, vicious melee to vicious. So Hold the press. 
I can confirm there is an official model. Like I've just had a look on Mighty Ape, Kings of War, like Shredder, or Engine. Yep. Oh, sweet. I'll link it to you so you can have a look. Oh, I'll have to check that out for sure. All right, awesome. Continue. If I can just get a hold of one of the, the big nasty mutant rat fiends because they've been like sold out in every store in the universe for so long. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's not entirely mm. true, but every time I've checked, they've been sold out. So looking forward to buying one of them. But in any case, uh, Nightmares have got Vicious on their ranged attacks basically now, well as it used to be melee only. Um, yeah. It's a pretty small change, but I think it's a good one. Uh, it means that their ranged uh, attacks like do a, a little bit more because before they, they, they hit on a 4+. Plus, um, and sometimes you just whiff the roll. Vicious just makes them that little bit more reliable. It's enough of a change because they have quite a lot of attacks. So you actually get a bit of value. Yeah, you're likely to roll, you know, three ones on average, I guess. But could be more on a really bad roll. It'll help uh, skew it back in the right direction. Mm. So it's a small change, but I like it. I still think the unit is um, suffering from that un- that thing that a lot of Kings of War units suffer from. No focus. Which is, yeah, that's right. They're too all-rounder, so they're kind of... They're a lot of points because they can do a lot of different things, but they don't do any of them particularly well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're okay. It's hard. Like, I mean, they've got to be unique, right? They're thing about being unique is that they shoot and can attack with quite uh, big devastation so they're no boomers they're no boomers but uh in saying that this vicious i think really really helps them sort of not be forced to go into combat now i think they can sort of be able to sit back and just shoot for a little bit and then use the the melee option as as a secondary option true so i think it's good mm. i did take him to a, a tournament once and i remember a few occasions where I had the choice between shooting and charging and chose to charge mainly because charging had vicious and shooting didn't. Mm-hmm. So in crush one. Goes to show that there I suppose there's a bit of difference there. Yeah, in crush one. So mm. you'll probably still charge anyway. Uh, uh hack yeah. pause um <laughs> lets you reposition as well. Hack pause uh gain the plague pots for fifteen points. Ooh. Um so meh. You like your plague pots though, don't you? I like them in moderation. Yes. You don't want to have uh-huh. too many plague pots because they can uh, do funny things to your roster because they're expensive and often do nothing. But they are very good in moderation just at the right time. Um, hack pause is not really the unit for them. They're the light cavalry kind of option. So it's like mm-hmm. um, Benson, if you could put the that on your wolf riders. Like it's okay. Mm. Um, there, there might be... A spot to tactically use that in an interesting way. Uh, they they are D4 these days. Does it? It sort of makes them defense four. Can you move? No, they're already the defense four. The so that makes I mean defense five because of the ensnare. So it makes them harder to hit. Yeah, it's similar to defense five. That's right for one round. Yeah, if they're getting charged. But this is a uh, movement nine cavalry unit. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're going in. Probably assuming you're not going to break something on the first and hoping to get it on the second, and you need to survive that. Yeah, I guess so. You're, you're like using plague pots, charging something, and then hopefully surviving the counter charge. They've still got 12, 14 nerves, so sometimes, like very frequently, they'll just die anyway. And it is yeah. so hard to find those 15 points. So it's nice to have. It's cool to have the extra option. Um, I'll probably take it for a spin from time to time. Certainly putting. 
the caterpillar on them, which because they're nimble, really fast units that have vicious and thunderous one. So like they're really, really attracted to the caterpillar potion because otherwise they do like they do nothing on the charge. They hit on fives and have no crushing. If they, they hit on fours, oh, but I guess hindered, yeah, the, the terrain makes hindered, it fives. Yeah, they yeah. hit on fives yeah. and have no th- thunderous, while as otherwise they hit on fours and have thunderous one and vicious and everything else. So mm. so terrain's a really big problem for them. And adding mm-hmm. 35 points to make them into a unit that's a little scarier is an interesting option, but they get very expensive. I could just about get a Stormwind Cavalry at that point. <laughs> not, <laughs> not quite, but like not far yeah, Not that you could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason that I'd be taking it in the regiment form is to guarantee that they... Well, not guarantee, but to help them not get shot off the turn before they need to charge. So you move them out into Stealthy. a spot that they can... Th- threaten flanks or they're going to charge into an archer unit for example you pop the pots and go all right well if you're going to shoot me you're now going to be at neg one yeah that's true i often forget that it gives you stealthy as well because um it so rarely does anything i think i'm mainly used to it on the the big hordes because they're the only ones that can take it Mm -hmm. normally and stealthy rarely matters because if like you know if you if you use the stealthy then they just shoot something else but um but yeah, you're, that's a really good point. So like, I think that makes them a bit more of an interesting flanker. Yeah, I think it's a corner case thing because you want plague pots on like the things that just will make it impossible to move, like your hordes, your shock troops, or your spear warrior hordes, or whatever. Mm. But it, a twelve fourteen defense four, it's still. Mm, I'd still give it a go <laughs> to try and take them off. So it's also worth noting before we sort of go into the formation here. That yeah. what we've talked about today is just a fraction of the changes to these armies. So we, we're not talking about all of the changes for the Abyssal Doors, Rackin and Elves. It is a giant book. It's, I think, the biggest Clash of Kings book that we've had. Um, so and it is a big one. We can't trust Iscarius to get all the information. So yeah. I guess we've just got to be glad with what they've yeah. <laughs> been able to ob- ob- obtain. They actually just ripped out as much of the Ratkin page as they could and all the other information. Yeah, was just, that's what it, it was just like. on the back of the Ratkin page, really, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so like you're the uh, undead player between the three of us. How about you go and uh, walk through the formation? Sure. So this is an undead formation, as Benson sort of gave the spoiler there. So this is the official one, and the t- three units that are going to be used is two by legions of zombies and one gore blight. So this mm-hmm. is called the Shambling Blight. Mm. Mm. Uh, so all units in this uh, formation get the Shambling Blight keyword. And what that effectively means is that the zombie legions, so the two giant zombie legions, get Iron Resolve and Phalanx. So they made a Tar Pit even more Tar Pity. And the Gore <laughs> Blight gets Rally 1 for the Shambling Blight. So it makes the Tar Super Pits tar-pit. that are Tar Pity more Tar Pity. Um, so, ta-ta, uh, so that formation the entire thing costs uh plus 25 points on top of that um i actually did play still test a bargain this. <laughs> I, I, I did actually play test this um and oh yeah man they are tarpity Oof. <laughs> they do very exactly, descriptive it is it's still a quite a big investment for two legions of zombies that don't actually do too much uh, inside that and the Gorbly, other than just shamble on up and like sit on objectives and table quarters, etc. Um, that said, 
like with a couple of bane chants here and there, it, it sort of did the job. I underestimated the phalanx uh, when I played. Um, mm. So purely the things that have lots of numbers that convert really well are cav mm -hmm. um, and flying cavs and flyers. When you're elves. So yeah. all of yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all of a sudden things were charging me, and I was like, "Oh, yep, that's going to hurt." Wait, phalanx. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden, Iron Resolve on that dash uh, 28 that now, if the Gorblight was nearby, goes up to dash 29. Yeah. Um, that it was just massive. I think one died because they got flanked and uh, ended up winning the game, I believe. Um, just huh. sort of chugging away in there. But uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Will we see it get taken? I don't think so. I think everyone will play it initially to sort of see how it goes. Um, but two legions just takes up so much real estate. It does, yeah. I think it, that. I mean, it's only slightly. It's got a bigger butt than a horde, but it's the same width. Yeah, but you, I think you'd often take the horde before over the legion because you save a few points, and ultimately they get charged by something, take um, take a bunch of damage, not not break right because they've got really high mm. nerve, and then they get hit again, take a bunch more damage break and the reality is the difference between the horde and the legion depending on the target and the dice rolls and everything else of course but there's going to be a lot of circumstances where it's exactly the same result you mm. know like it still takes two big hits because they're still defense too it takes two big hits and then off they go well is this i think what you're hoping for with this upgrade is that those two hits become three because if you're yeah. if your legion like with the rallying and the iron resolve is surviving three Iron hits. Resolve and Life Leech. And Life Leech, yeah. It, if it's surviving three hits now instead of two, then it was way worth its points because you've whatever's hitting you is just basically out of the game at that point. Like, it's half the game. That's mm. yeah, it's it's kind of all the game. Like turn one to adjust, turn turn two, three, and four hitting it, turn five, move around. It's might as well be all the game. And with the Legion <laughs> hitting back, like they do have a lot of attacks, so they could even mm. You know, win that exchange from and time to time. Gorblight maybe getting the flank there with um, its uh, aura of neg one damage or whatever it is. Mm. I mean, the the reality is that that two hits to three is probably <clears throat> not going to change that much. Maybe, maybe it is. I mean, obviously it depends a lot on the target, and you can't be too generalist. But for me, it's mainly phalanx. And to put it in perspective, a a, a horde of infantry to give them phalanx is usually about 25 points. So you're paying 25 to give two units phalanx and the other stuff. So it's actually super good value at that point. I think if you're taking two legions and a gorblight anyway, you'd take this every single time. Um, if you're not, then yeah, it becomes much more of a decision. And I think Selic is overall right. Like you probably won't do it that much. That stands to reason. I like the flavor text that's on the formation as well. So, when the monstrosity known as a Gorblight is formed, there is a risk that too much dark energy is pumped into the necromancer's creation. These beings, oversaturated with necromantic corruption, attract the recently dead until there is a great roaming herd of zombies that is so densely packed even the most powerful of necromancers will struggle to control the mob. Yeah, nicely written and like macabre little bit of little text there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, nifty. What, I right. mean, one legion on each flank, one of which has the gore blight, seems like a good way to play it. Like, how how is a flanking <laughs> unit getting through that? Because the phalanx just means that 
cavalry and stuff as Selick it, it says isn't. your flanking type <laughs> units are just not getting through the legion like at that point yeah you're putting you're asking really hard questions of your opponent hmm hmm all right uh, were they able to steal anything else from a Selick uh, I don't think so. We're uh, uh, negotiating some contracts at the moment to try and get some more information out of them. Um, but as I said... They've probably run off with some gold. Mantic HQ, they're uh, getting very serious about their security at the moment. Yeah, Scurry, well, Scurry we probably is, won't um, have to wait too long anyway. Scurry is holding a knife over them with their duelist and all and then their new <laughs> three plus to hit. But still, for some reason, yeah. no one seems intimidated for some reason, yeah. No, nah, because they're only like two feet tall. Um, all right, well, if that's it, that's... When's the book coming out next month? Yeah, so the book is coming out on the... I think it's getting posted on the 9th of... Uh, so as in distributed out, on the 9th of November. Okay, so, so we'll it'll be, be soon enough. At that point. Um, it's worth pointing out here as well. We've talked about how giant this book is. It's over like 120 pages or something. So it is huge. Um, mm. None of this would be possible without the rules committee... Um, coming through and being able to meticulously analyze the entire book um, and all of mm-hmm. these little changes has just been a massive bit of work so uh, it's almost like a second job for those guys so uh, a big thank you to everyone involved mm. yes yeah yeah thank thanks. you everyone thanks, lots of work going in i'm all. sure it's a lot more balanced for us on account of your hard work so we really appreciate it okay so we'll leave it there that's them juicy spoilers for you uh, let us know what you think if we're, I guess, wouldn't have playtested this. Give it a playtest. <laughs> uh, okay, so if there's nothing else, I guess we'll probably chat to you next month once we've got the book in our hands and we'll go through that one. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Okay. Until then, we'll speak to you soon. See you, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey. <laughs> An edge periscope sounds like something different entirely, like a very yeah, interesting magical item, if you know what I'm saying.